1: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Three Birds in a Punt. My name is Zafia and I'm joined by my co-host John. Say hey, John.
0: Hey, hey. How you doing?
1: All right. You see, we're missing one third of the crew again, but hopefully Mr. Whip will be back with us next week. Uh, Once again, we are happy to announce that we have partnered with Amaze Media Labs to be the official Eagles podcast for the Skin Network. You can find the Three Birds and a Punt on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are also on Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Three Birds and a Punt. Please download and subscribe. We appreciate all the support we've been getting. We really do. All right. So the name and title of this episode, episode 41, is called Great in the Offseason. And we're going to jump right off with with Great in the Big Trade that went down earlier this week. Um, it was something that, in my opinion, I've been expecting, but I didn't think it would happen until draft night. Um, so the fact that it happened so soon, and honestly, we got such a huge haul for it, is just, I guess, a part of Howie's appeal. So I was just so excited to have the show this week because I, I needed to tap in with my bros, my bros about, you know, what are your thoughts on this trade and and how are you feeling after um you you've seen what what how we gave up versus what we got.
0: Salutations, family. Um I I think this trade says a lot of things. One that it it goes, it runs parallel to Howie getting that extension. Because if you think about it, those three years, he was like, you know what, I'm going to swing for the fence. I'm going to get rid of one of those first rounds, get quality talent for next year while supplementing the middle rounds. Because you know Howie and, and staff, they really excel at getting those guys in the middle rounds. They end up becoming contributors. And we're like, damn, I remember that guy. Wow, they actually gave him a chance. We don't seem to. We have a, a higher success rate in those mid rounds, going dating back to when Andy Reid was here, and um, I, I think it says a lot, also about their thoughts on Jalen Hurts. I think that there's some narratives that say that he will, if the no matter how the season goes, he's going to be the scapegoat. I don't think so. I think they have um a young talented promising quarterback on a rookie contract and that's the most talented that's the best a, a, a approach you can have and and their what their actions have proved otherwise like Howie, he's he's put, he's putting the team together for for future teams future generations of eagles
1: mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm.
0: I, and that, that 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 first next year is insurance i mean Who's to say we won't select C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, or you know what I mean? It gives us. It's, it took. It's like taking out a good insurance policy, just in case just in case.
1: Absolutely. I knew, I knew John that that would be your reaction to this trade. You'd be all you're, your, your, so, all, all three birds fans know that John is all in on Jalen hurts. So, so any, anything that he sees, even though all the evidence is to the contrary, he, he's like, okay, no, 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 this is going to be good for Jalen. This, this is, this is, this is, this is a plus. This is a, this is a positive. Um, obviously, I have a completely different take on this trade. I think if if Three Birds, of you guys have been following us, you know, I've said, you know, if Howie trades one of our first, that'll tell me everything I need to know about what he thinks about Jalen Hurts. And it's funny because I read a lot of um, different reporters take on the trade and, and how did they grade out and this, that, and the third, and they all pretty much shared my same sentiment that, this is them saying that they they they're not necessarily sold that Jalen Hurts can continue to elevate his his talent in the way that they need to. They don't think that he'll get better in accuracy and decision making. And so, you know, they're 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 padding their their roster with the young talent while preparing to to shoot for the the fences with with the quarterback in the draft in 2023. And they're betting that the Saints are going to be bad. So so maybe they won't have to, you know, package too many things to move up to potentially get um, a C.J. Stroud or um, Bryce Young, you know. And I just – and I think that that's, that's the case. I was also pretty struck by the fact that they said um, that thinking about it, really, it's very cost prohibitive to pay three first-round picks. Um, you know all that money that's that's three five fifth year options that's a lot of money so it Mm -hmm. it actually made better sense for them to only have two and to Mm -hmm. kind of trade it and it was a great trade like like i'm the first to say that howie is a master at trades okay he is always able to get more value than you than you actually think and both parties tend to come out feeling good about their their option even though you know what he does with those trades are, is a is a, is a topic up in the bay.
0: That's true. It's hit or miss. <laughs>
1: so, exactly. Hit or miss what he does with the picks, but he's very good at accumulating picks. And I think that that's a reason for his staying power this long, you know, is that that's he's true. really good at understanding value. He's really good at, you know, engineering these relationships with these GMs that he can do these deals with. And he knows where the where the bones are buried, and I think you know Jeff Lurie really appreciates that um, in his GM, and that makes him very, very, very useful to the to the Eagles organization. Even if us as fans are just really utterly over how he does his personnel moves, because you know they're not very exciting. They're sometimes they're not glamorous, and he's had more mistakes than he's had hit uh, hits, and that's just being fair. It's true. So you know, true. we're still dealing that we're, the fact that we're thinking about drafting a wide receiver, even though we've drafted a wide receiver in the first round. How many these last what two or three times is a testament to what we're talking about. Yeah. And so you know, close. It, it, right, we're so close, but but still too far away. You that know, Justin and,
0: Jefferson, and, that Justin Jefferson pick will never that will haunt Howie until the end of time.
1: Yes, because... and I don't know, Devontae Smith does not make up for it.
0: I just found out so I don't know if you heard, but Justin Jefferson was looking at houses in the Malvern area before ahead of that draft. He was really? ready to come to
1: Philly. He thought we were all shocked that he didn't pick him. You know, and I know that's a lot for Jalen Reagan to live up to, but I feel like it's it's one of those things where maybe sometimes you have coaches or other elements parachuting in at the last minute, and you have all this hard work that's telling you to do this, and you listen to the person that's coming in at the last minute because you're thinking, oh, it's going to be better for pigeon-hoeing, you know, putting these players in these these positions. But you need to make sure that they are athletes first or or scheme fits first, you know what I mean? And, and that's what I think hopefully we will get resolved with with Nick Sirianni, because he's a wide receiver coach first. And sure. I think that that's something that we're they're going to be emphasizing a lot. And maybe that's why we haven't really seen much movement in that arena. You know, we've been picking all these sort of still very developmental players, no really established vets really coming in um zach pascal notwithstanding of course just just you know noticing that you know maybe again this youth movement is is what's going to happen so when i look at this draft i'm kind of thinking to myself okay we have now the 15th pick and the 18th 18th pick funny enough we are still picking before the saints for both of our picks
0: both picks like Eagle Saints, Eagle Saints. <laughs>
1: right. It's actually funny. It's, it's, it's a great deal. It's a great deal by Howie. No, no shade. Um, But I was thinking about it, and, and historically, those mid-team picks are not, like, that great. You really have to hit. Like, that's what we're hearing from this draft, that this draft is not – doesn't have a lot of top-end talent, but it has a lot of really good, you know, mid-tier, long-term talent. So Some okay. talents are
0: gonna drop this draft I looked at uh, I looked through Dane Brugler. he has this report called The Beast, and it's like reports on 339 players. It's great. Wow. I have it, I can send it to you all. Oh, oh, for sure. It's great. And uh there's such talent that's gonna so much mid-level, decent talent that's gonna come out of nowhere. That's gonna come later in the drafts. Watch. Yeah, we're gonna go back to this draft and like, dang, that guy got drafted in the
1: Fourth round? Exactly. And that's exactly what I think is exactly right. So, you know, to me, I'm thinking, Howie, I'm thinking, Howie's thinking, if I can't package to get up into the top 10, I might move out of the first round entirely. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I think fans aren't necessarily thinking about. It would probably piss them the F off. (laughs) if it were to happen but i think it's something we have to kind of contemplate because i think the 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 trade with the saints has shown that howie is not afraid to make a bold move if he doesn't if he feels like the value is going to be better later on
0: that's true he'll get out quick and we'll be left with two second round picks and three fours or something like that
1: (laughs) yeah or maybe more picks. Maybe more picks in the in next next year, you know, we, we don't know how this yeah. draft will shake out or or we have a lot of uh, QB needy teams. And I, I hear they keep saying over and over, oh, this is not a QB yeah. draft. This is not a QB draft. But but there are teams that need QBs. So mm-hmm. so just by the benefit of supply versus demand. This, these, some of these players are going to get pushed up, and I think that's going to allow for a lot of opportunity. Maybe a, a, a team doesn't want to get caught at the altar, so you know, they are trading one of, maybe, pick number 18, you know? Um, Because they want to beat out the Saints for a quarterback. You know, it's one of those things we, we definitely I think can anticipate happening, at least I anticipate it happening, because Howie definitely loves trading. And you know, on draft day, it's is a must.
0: That's true. Or a team like the Titans moving up from late late twenties, early thirties to to come up and secure their their quarterback situation because Tannehill is a little long in the tooth. I could see them. I could see that being like a, a draft day reason why we move out of the 18th pick.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Especially when you think about having to pay two fifth year options. Um, <clears throat> if they end up being like mid-level, you know, good, but not that great. A la uh, Brent, uh, not Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's great. A la uh, De- uh, Derek Barnett, right? Oh, where yeah. where he was sort of just, we picked him, I think, number 13, number 14 or something 13. like that. Right? 13, 14. I was no, at 14, that draft. Because Riddick was
0: 13. Hassan exactly. Riddick was 13.
1: Exactly. And so that was a draft of number-
0: Philly that we covered live.
1: Yes, I was at that draft and we picked number 14. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't know about him. And here we are five years later in that we're right in that same range.
0: Do you remember how the sun went down as our pick was coming up? Right? You know how it was like the sunny, like the nicest day. And then our pick didn't come up until it was like
1: 8 p.m.
0: I was like, it was, oh, that was a great time. So we hosted the NFL draft. Villanova won a NASA championship. I mean won a Super Bowl and a Super it Bowl. Was a it was a great
1: year. 2017 was a great, great year. It's an un, unforgettable run from start Unfish. to finish. Yeah. Um, speaking about unforgettable, okay, <laughs> let's let's jump into some Sixers talk a little bit. Okay. Um, we gotta talk about that game last night in Toronto. What the hell t Stevel is doing being unvaccinated, apparently. And um what the heck are we going to be doing about this these playoff scenarios? I'm 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 worried about our Sixers John. Talk me back in. Talk me back in. What's going on?
0: I'm I'm worried. I was worried, but you know what? I think now I think the 4 seed might be the best route to get into the championship. Cuz you avoid I? Brooklyn, you avoid Miami, and you potentially avoid I don't know one of the heat or the bucks see, i don't know so many I scenarios like Toronto, Toronto, I, th- I think but... they haven't ins- they had have guys nicked up they're tired a lot of those docs rotations have been so short that tobias you could see it they're tired he's tired he's played every game to 30 33 minutes 30 minutes a night joel too uh harden too harden's played a lot and i think that he only took three shots or only everybody's himself. calling
1: hard and washed okay I he's didn't, not washed i think I didn't he, see the game, he's a good he's a, it, it's there's there's something going on with james harden his he's, his, he's a good, his good facilitator now his, yeah, his but we didn't pay we didn't bring him here to to be ben simmons we
0: he's, he's better than be ben though
1: yeah, at least he can
0: shoot come on at least he can shoot but i where think
1: where's the shooting john
0: and <laughs> i think it'll come It'll come. I'm, I mean, I'm they hoping, all know the play. Thinking, they had the playoffs in the back of their mind. I honestly, I think, I think they're just waiting for it to be over.
1: I'm you hoping. Tell, that like that's what it the is. only
0: one, the only consistent is Maxi. You mm-hmm. see how Maxi is elevating his you. game again.
1: Yeah, I do think Matt, Matt, the fact that Maxi has drained more threes in in one game than uh, Ben has done his entire career with the Sixers says says at all, okay? Um to the level of work and dedication and time and commitment that he's put in to to really, you know, take his game to the to the next level. And and honestly, that's what we're going to need. You know, we're going to need uh, Maxi to really continue to to maximize, <laughs> pun intended, his potential, you know, because because this is this is going to be hopefully a pairing that will will create a lot of championships. Especially because, you know, I I am I'm concerned about James Harden. You're you're telling me he's not watching, He's saving him for the playoffs. I want to believe you. I've been hearing reading reports, hearing that you know he's nursing that hamstring injury, and it's it's not it's 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 one of those injuries that's a little funky. And now, mind you, this is an injury that occurred last playoffs, right? And this is the same injury that he's been <laughs> kind of lingering on and on. So you know when you have to go maximum for seven games, seven game series, I'm. I'm concerned. And then if he's not playing his best now, are we really willing to give him a match? We already saw That's what I'm worried about, too. To, I'm, that's, to, that's that's to my biggest us.
0: concern. That's my biggest concern. Oh, my gosh. I hope he turns it on. I don't know if – I think it's a dehydration thing. He's playing he, so much. When does he have time to hydrate? I hope he's hydrating when he's home. Home, And I, <sighs> he, he, I, I like his spirit – I like his leadership and his guidance, and his, he sees the floor. Some of his passes are lazy. Um, I, I, I He's still learning his teammates. They're learning. I, it, hopefully it'll all come together. It might not this playoffs. It might not till next year. And then do we really pay? Do we really give him that max deal? And then we're trying to add some uh, another talent like Bradley Beal or –
1: I'd really like – I'd maybe be interested in Bradley Beal. I feel like – I think like there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason. But but I honestly do feel like our number one liability is, is not Harden. It's not Tobias. It's not the bench. It's Doc.
0: It's, it's 100% doc. doc. It's Doc. Doc it's, it, will, it have will have a – Doc 20. will have a 20 – they they were up 15 points in that game. They were up 15 points. That's our seventh And then, and then, and then, the, and then the next thing you know, they cut the deficit to three points. I'm like, wait, what lead, the heck?
1: John. Our seventh blown lead this season.
0: I'm like, you have a 15 point lead. I turn the game on late, and I'm like, oh wow. I'm saying Danny Green was on, Tobias was on, George and Yang got on. Um, it it looked like they were cooking early, and then you like Gary Trent, who uh, who's a guy who's lethal. That's the one slight on Tyrese Maxey, his perimeter defense and like getting caught too far under, away from his man on the perimeter, and it showed. Like Gary Trent was getting his spots. They hit some lucky shots though. They're they, they're a streaky team too, Toronto. So I I look forward to facing them in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Let them
0: let them. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let them puff their chest out now. They're at home. Wait until the playoffs comes. And Tyrese Maxey. I mean. Um, Thibault, you know what's funny? Early in the year, Thibault was out, and I wondered why.
1: Against Toronto?
0: It may have been.
1: It may have been. And it's, it's they, interesting and they just because. Gave him, they
0: just gave him time off, and I was you know like, what, wait, he's not, you, he's, not on the injury, hes on the injury list for an illness. I'm like, wait.
1: You know what's interesting about the Thibault news is that their initial reports was that he was vaccinated. And then he, but he, around that time, cause he had caught COVID remember, yeah. right before Jojo did. And so yeah. there were indications that he caught, he had was vaccinated, but then he had caught COVID, but then now it's coming out. that no, he's not vaccinated at all. Damn. And I actually think that's a really, that would be a really big loss. And I was reading and they said like, you know, if let's say you were to get the Johnson and Johnson, the one shot, um, he would be eligible. Would that make him eligible for our first game in Toronto? Um, which would be, I guess like, sometime at the end of april or something like that or beginning of may but i don't think that that's something that he's going to do i don't think that that's something that he's necessarily going to be doing anytime soon um which is okay that's your personal choice but it's actually going to have a real impact on our ability to to play well against a series we really, we really need. And I'm torn because a part of me is like, well, if we are bounced out of the first round, doc's getting fired, you know, bye-bye doc. Hello. Any other competent coach, because as you say, it it shouldn't be the case that we are maintaining these leads and then, and then they're just getting erased. And it's my contention that, you know, if not for us having these consistently blown leads, Joel would be the for the foregone MVP conclusion. We wouldn't be having these debates about okay. how jo-, jo Joker the Joker is getting in and this, that, and other. Because you would see, I mean, I mean, to me, the fact that when Jojo goes to the bench, all of our leads are erased, should I'm tell absolutely. you everything you need to know about his value to us as a team, yes. but no, they're going to use that as a reason for why he doesn't shoot it. Yeah.
0: And
1: it's, and it's infuriating and, and j-
0: jokers without the Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. I'm like, look, um, well was playing without Ben. Exactly. We didn't get hard until twenty games ago, bro. Exactly. And
1: Maxi and Maxi's streaky and Tobias is streaky and the nice. bench is shit and, and doc is and, George Niang. George Niang,
0: and... he 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 has something that we need consistently and he gives it. He gives it he gives it. He gives it. So he has some off nights, but usually George Niang on offense, not dribbling we the ball.
1: Have, we not used to dribbling have the a ball capable, uh backup and drumming, but we don't have that anymore. Okay. That was so, so, underrated. so and that's our biggest thing. We don't have that's, a good backup center when Jojo goes to the bench. B ball paul got
0: extended run yesterday. And I've been calling for that for weeks since the beginning of the year. B ball paul got some run, and he he had eight rebounds. He had eight rebounds. He was that's a plus he was a plus seven. I was like, why is b ball paul not playing more? They right. should play him more.
1: Right. He actually
0: did a pretty good job. Listen,
1: these next four games are a prime opportunity. Give give our guys more rest. We're sweet in that fourth-round spot, okay? Give our guys that rest, okay? Let them get their legs ahead of them, especially Harden, okay? He, he yeah. needs it. We really do need him, okay? So he needs it, and let's get ready for, for a good playoff match, you know? I think sometimes when you have to fight and claw your way in, it makes you more... Focused, more locked in, more determined. You know, when we were that one seed, I feel like it made us a little bit um, lazy,
0: complacent.
1: Yeah, complacent. Like we thought that we were just going to
0: roll over beat everybody. In the
1: Eastern Concert Finals, you know, um, and that, and it just wasn't the case. So I definitely think that coming in in the fourth seed is definitely re- recognizing that, hey, they're overlooking us. They, you know, everybody hates Philly, you know, and, and we don't care. And so we're just here to just work and work and work. And I think, you know, even if Joel doesn't end up winning the MVP, that's even more fuel to the fire. Because once again, you are, like, what, last last season it was you missed too many games. So then I didn't miss any games. And then this season as well, there's too many goalies. That's not my. That has nothing to do with me and my individual statistical accomplishments, but okay.
0: Do you see how he evolved his game? That's one aspect that a lot of national writers aren't talking about. Joel completely changed his game. He's not just a post-up player anymore. He evolved into the superstar player. He now can bring the ball up the entire court and get his own shot. And and he can get his own shot and bring the ball up. 7-2. What? Nobody can stop that dude. He consistently sees the most... Double team and triple teams every time he touches the ball. That dude is the MVP. To get 45 points with three people draped over you, that makes, to put up the numbers he has on a consistent basis, even after he caught COVID with no no Ben Simmons, he is the forerunner for MVP. And I love Giannis and I like joking, but nobody's the MVP over Joel. Nobody can Preach. stop them single-handedly. They Preach. have to double triple team him. Neither now, J, Giannis, Giannis does get the second most uh, double teams, uh, second to Embiid. Embiid every time he touches the ball, somebody's he has a main defender and a help defender, and and sometimes the trail defender that has their guy at the top, they'll start to drift in because they know he's either gonna do a fadeaway or drop step to the baseline. Like the dude is an MVP. No, he's Absolutely. the – Shaquille O'Neal s- said one thing that stuck out to me. He's like, I didn't plan on being the best player in the world. I plan on being the most dominant. And that's what Joel Embiid is. A, a, a seven-foot center that can bring the ball up and get his own shot and euro step through four defenders and untouched, that's the MVP. MVP. I don't see Joker doing that. And I like Joker. He has some good plays. And I like Giannis. But Joel is just another superhuman. Superhuman. Nobody's doing what he's doing.
1: Mind you, when we played them and Joel was in the game playing them, he was masterful. They were not able to be as effective. It's not his fault that his coach puts him on the bench at the start of the fourth quarter every game and allow these other teams to build up these runs that you can't get back. Him coming in with eight minutes left, it's not how you do it. It's just not how you do it. I understand, and I'm not here to say that Joel has to – to to make more minutes but you have to manage manage his minutes better Mm -hmm. okay if you don't want to give him more minutes you have to manage the minutes you're giving him better so that he's he's effective throughout the entire game instead of having these lulls when we are losing this lead and i and i definitely agree with you john you know his everything that he's been through the effectiveness that he's shown the way that he's elevated his game has made him the the mvp i think what is now the 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 claim is, oh well, he's still not, you know, he's not the playmaker. he's not he's not going with assists, you know he he doesn't he doesn't he 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 either tends to shoot the ball himself or facilitate the ball to someone who gives it to someone who shoots the ball. So he misses out on those those assists and and he himself is too good to just be passing the ball that often. But I That's think true. that if he could if there was a partner, to which he could have that synergy to add that playmaking, assisting ability to that. Then what are they going to say? But that's not his again. That's something outside of his control. He you know, sure. he is doing everything that the 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 NBA elite has asked them him and still still they found another metric that he has to that. He has to yeah. cross and he has the bear. Yeah, I, I'm I'm done with them. He's he's my MVP. That's he's he's
0: saying. my MVP too, and the thing with Harden is, I he's tired, he's like worn out. You, you think about he was the fastest, quickest athlete when he was in Houston, like the dude was instant offense by himself. And I think that's it's worn on him. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worn on him. I don't think he's washed. I think he mean he he needs to recalibrate and, and get ready for the playoffs. He's still trying to figure out his team. He's still gonna do his thing. His game is like um, he's streaky too. But his step back, when he's on, ah, oh, it's a beautiful That's, sight. Listen, I just nobody I just can do need, that. But he it rubs off on his four teammates.
1: games for three series. I just need you to be on for four games and three series. That's it. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> Thank you, James. All right. Let's get <laughs> to this. We, I break. think we've
0: seen the, the ceiling and the floor because he had the thirty-two that one night, and then he had what thirteen and fifteen assists, and he shot really poorly. So, like, I hope we get the better end of James. I think we will. He needs to rest. He needs to rest badly.
1: Hopefully so. All right, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get 200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join with College Hoop Action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot of the share at over $250,000 in prizes, March and April, okay? Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will shoot the most three-pointers? The Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code TPPN and bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. That's an excellent deal, y'all.
0: It is. Get in while you can.
1: Get in while you can. All right. All right. So now let's get into our next topic of the day. I want to kind of uh switch gears a little bit, go back to the Eagles and their free agent search. Um, I think you might have seen the news that uh Rodney McLeod just signed a deal with the Colts. You know, he's gonna be uh playing for them. And and I want to just first of all just give a shout out to to Rodney and just say thank you so much, Rodney, for all your uh, contributions on and off the field. You are, have been a uh, consummate eagle, um, uh, definitely um, a professional. We will forever um, be grateful for you, for your uh, efforts in bringing us our first Super Bowl, um, how you held down the, the defensive back end when uh, Malcolm Jenkins left, how you were a great lieutenant for Malcolm Jenkins in the back end and um we'll definitely you know miss your your presence. So with that being said, um I'm interested to see what the Eagles are going to do. They, they I guess they chose Anthony Harris. I I, I don't know, better or worse. Um Ronnie's definitely over his the best of his years, but I still think he's got something left. You know, he's his knowledge of the game is is, you know, um unparalleled. But uh, what do you think, John? How are you feeling about our, our sort of our back end now that Rodney McLeod signed with the, the Colts?
0: It's bittersweet. Rodney, thank you for all your dedication and leadership over the years. you really blossomed in front of our eyes since you came over from the Rams. Um, I'm proud to, to, to see, like, grow to the play you've become, man. You, you've been such a great leader and great uh, spokesman for the game. And thank you so much for your contribution. PG County loves you. Uh the math are high. Great. Thank you. Um, good luck on your new journey. And uh can't wait to have you back for the Eagles Ring of Honor when you get inducted, bro.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And and now we're in thinking about, you know, Tyron Matthew, which I, I think I'm I think I'm sold on Honey Badger. A part of me thinks it's a little odd that you know he hasn't really had he hasn't been picked up yet but i get it he's trying to figure out what the best fit for him is at this stage in his career he doesn't need to hunt for anything i think he has a super bowl ring if if i'm not mistaken right So, so this so this may be some a bit more about fit than necessarily him trying to get a ring or anything like that um but i'm wondering you know if how he is trying to sell this youth movement doesn't make sense to go for Tyron
0: Matthew? Yep, 100%. I'm behind okay, it. Wow. I love the Honey Badger. I love the Honey Badger since LSU. He's one of the realest dudes in the game. Um, he shows up every time. He's so consistent. I think his presence would be like when we had Brian Dawkins. Game changer. The guy is special. And, and however old he's 32, he, he's special. You bring him in here to today. That dude is worth it. Um, he's had the most diverse set of, of snaps of any player I've ever seen. Like they had him lined up at so many different spots on defense, in the slot, in the box, at linebacker, single high safety, slot corner, outside corner. Like the dude is uh, – he molds – he fits perfectly to what they're trying to do and he would be a great leader. I think – it will, it will, it will be a blessing. And then you got, you got a uh, happy Slay on the other side. You got a happy Fletcher who may – you know, those guys are gonna step They're they bringing somebody opposite of Slay like him, and opposite Anthony Harris like him, because Anthony Harris and Rodney McLeod are both in in the like box safeties at this point. So now you can't have two box safeties with one playing single high. That's why they had both back. But now, if they add Tyron Matthew, oh my gosh, it's going to be a Swiss Army knife. You can have Tyron, single high, Anthony in the box. You can have both up in the box. You can have all uh, it's gonna be an inter- interchangeable coverage defense with Hassan Redick and all uh, it it's it's forming. It, it could be it could be over the top. If you get nasty okay, you, you get like you a guy guys like gotta see Gordon? how
1: excited uh John is. You know, just don't just check out the, the audio, get on YouTube and see. He is he is uh, so excited and i and i'm you're selling me you're selling me on this idea that tyron matthew could really come in and, and and bring a little bit more ferocity back to our defense you know i i think all of us were ugh, disgusted by that pre-vet soft shell uh don't want to give up the big play so everything's mm-hmm. all the way back 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 non. Ah, it was just it was just no 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 we want fast pace defense ferocious hitting hitting swarming Getting on these players and exhausting our opposition.
0: Do you remember the swag that the Green Goblin had? Exactly. He got it from. He got play worth a damn. He got. He but got he, it from the honey badger. <laughs> he got it from the honey badger at LSU. I'm telling you, those dudes. <clears throat> that's that. Tyron Matthew Honey Badger is the epitome of swag, and he doesn't have to do nothing. Like his play, his the way he plays is so aggressive, and like he sets the tone. The quarterback is looking for him wherever he is imagine having somebody like that i'd pay i i i signed me up three years yeah here you go here we go we got our pro bowl all pro safety anthony harris will probably play better before he came over here he was 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 tied for second in the nfl on interception then you got slay you get another cornerback you got avante maddox in the slot then you oh it's whoo and then uh the other news: The Eagles are linked to Stefan uh, Gilmore, and we t- we talked about in the last pod. We
1: Interesting. Talk- in the last pod. So Interesting. Magic- and-, and
0: Slay put out a tweet um, to add to uh, Ian Rappaport's report about uh, the-, the Eagles having a meeting, a virtual meeting with Matthew. He said, "2013 draft class, let's go." You know they were all in the 2013 draft class.
1: Oh, I, mean, Matthew, I mean that. Matthew Slay I mean that.
0: and Gilmore.
1: Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. If if the Eagles were to get either one of those players, that would completely turn the dynamic of their offseason around, right? The Good. idea, the narrative that we've missed out on all these elite wide receivers that we're not getting, you know, what we need, all of that goes away. Yep. Um if we are able to kind of come in and and get Tyron Matthew or get Stephon Gilmore, it, it's it's a question again of, of fit. I feel like Maybe um, team culture wise, we're a good fit for for the Honey Badger because uh, Coach Sirianni breeds competition. He loves that. He feeds off of that type of dynamic. So you kind of hope that that's something that'll sell. You know, also maybe we have ties to how, how you know Andy. Maybe he liked that. You know, coming from the Chiefs, it could be something very similar. I don't. I don't know because we'll have to see. He's, he's still waiting and weighing his options. Um, but I, I really do hope we're able to get one of them. Cause it would be exciting. I'm, I'm excited by it. You know, I, I think that there's a good chance that our defense could be better than we think mm-hmm. at first you look at some of the moves that we've made and you're not that happy about like I, like i wasn't excited that we brought fletcher Cox back i wasn't excited that we brought Derek barnett back barnett, i i think yeah. that that you know i think that that stunts the growth of other players getting an opportunity to shine or us getting premier talent at a lower cost paying uh, Fletcher Cox, fourteen million dollars for three and a half sacks. I mean, it's just
0: to me that's bad business. That's a that's a loyal that's a loyalty that's a like war loyal contract. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because they want that's him, like, they want they really like want the him to retire here as an eagle. Yeah, they want
0: him yeah. to retire here as an eagle. I think yeah, I, he can I have mean, a he's going to have a bounce back year. That they're going to be hungry. I'm he's going to be mad. That, man, he needs to be man. mad. He needs to be he needs to be play angry again. God, that's what it is. He,
1: he Fletcher needs Fletcher to play angry.
0: He needs Hargrave to to take on some of them double teams because he was getting we've double team and Hargrave we've was been getting saying free.
1: That Fletcher Cox is going to have a comeback year since he broke his toe. Okay, I the, think so. The boy is washed. I don't washed. think so. He's. I know so. His, pun, his
0: punch is nice. He can, he can still get off. He he he's he de- he demands it. I think now it's more like he demands the attention, and that in itself is great. And he'll end up getting his numbers, but I think he'll, th- I think he'll thrive, and then let let, let him get let him collect thank his you, retirement check. Thank you check.
1: for your service, Fletcher Cox. We let, let him you, collect, you, collect his future
0: retirement you, check. Let you him go will out.
1: Absolutely, go in, um, in the Eagles Hall of Fame. But um, no, 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 you're, he's not the same. It's not. I, I feel like maybe the want to and the this out there once in a while. He can he can get it, but it's not consistent. It's not consistent. I think he lost a lot of power. When I he, can't wait till the season up. starts.
0: I want to see him play. I want him to prove me right. He's gonna come back. I
1: I, I really hope he does. I really hope he does. I'd love to see it, but I'm just I don't know. To me, when you lose that power and you're and that get off, you know, when you've lost it, you you lost it. You lost it.
0: And you know what? You know the reason why I say he's gonna come back? Because Brandon Graham is gonna be back. That's his boy. He's gonna play up for him. He's gonna play up for him. But having Brandon Graham back, that's underrated.
1: Man, I need Whip to come back nice. so we can we can we can we can really uh get on this Negadelphia thing. Cause you you're not feeling the energy I'm giving out right now. Ain't damn <laughs>
0: not today. Not today.com. <laughs> not today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You are. <laughs> All right, now let me go on to something way more, way more exciting, way more with a positive bet to it. Let's end our night on a good note. Um, it's the Phillies opening day. All right, go, go, Phillies, yay, baseball. Um, actually, surprisingly, I actually just bought secured my first ever baseball tickets. I'm gonna go see the Phillies play the Mariners next week. Oh, um, that's be my be- first ever baseball game
0: oh that okay. stadium is nice too is right that yeah Have you been? make sure you drink a lot of water
1: <laughs> okay oh yeah Done. definitely i'll be drinking lots and lots of water
0: lots lots of, <laughs> lots of <laughs> bever- beverages <laughs> lots
1: of them lots of them so you know let talk me into it give me get me hyped up and, and excited about this this version of the Phillies, because last year's version of the Phillies was pitiful. So, so tell me why I should be excited about today's Phillies. Uh, let me know, John.
0: They added some hitters. Nick Castellanos and, uh, man, my boy, Carl, my boy Kyle Swarver had his first home run in the first inning. First at bat with the Phillies' first home run. Welcome to Philly. That offense is looking disgustingly not even top heavy. Like, that's a World Series, like National League champion, World Series like team, if they could play defense. Hitting hitting the ball, they're gonna be fine. There's no there's really no weakness in the in, in that lineup. And if you have D their bench is solid, I like Bryson Stott at third base. That that's that's the guy right there. Underrated. I'm glad he got a chance to to start and play. Um yeah, and then have the MVP back motivated. Yes, Bryce Harper. He's, I
1: think he's not is- that he's he's not,
0: he's not he's not he's not getting the ire of the of the the pitching staff, the opposing pitching staff of oh yeah, Bryce is their best hitter. Let's uh let's don't walk him or give him some junk and then get to the next guy knowing they're gonna be out. Their, their lineup is stacked from getting in. So you got Gene Segura batting seventh. Gene Segura is one of the best pure hitters in the league that we've ever seen. That dude can hit hit the ball anywhere. Util- oh, wow. great so, utility guy. So, but you know,
1: I'm I'm, I'm kind of getting. Every, everything that I've heard about the Phillies so far has been that the owner would never pay, open up his wallet to pay the players he needed to play in order for us to be back where he was. You know, I was the, – the, the last time the Phillies won the, Super Bowl, the World Series, excuse me, I was graduating um, high school. And so it was, it was a huge, huge deal, right? We had uh, Chase Young. We had Roy – was it Roy – Roy Holiday, Roy Holiday. We yeah. had um um uh J- the Rollins guy, well, Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Ooh. Rollins. That that team was Staggy Charlie Manuel. Like, mm-hmm. I mind you, I cared nothing of baseball, but I love just the passion it overtook the city. Right, I love when our city gets hyped about our, our sports teams because we have a chance to make it and 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 make a splash. And so you know, I'm 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 hearing you talk about the Phillies, and I'm excited about them. You know, um, I think, like you say, we have a chance. Our offense is is pretty good. Um, how's how's the pitching?
0: The pitching is coming along. You have Aaron Nola and uh, Zach Wheeler. Woo! The bullpen, we got a bullpen finally, and like Ranger Suarez and Oh Kimbrough and uh, the bullpen is looking good so far. They they had a good spring. Um, it, it's going to be a hitting. As long as we hit the ball, we'll be fine. And we, wow. we have hitters. We have hitters now. Like, the owner actually, and, and Dom, GM Dombrowski, actually opened up the checkbook this year, and they went over that tax to get Kyle Swarber and Castellanos. Two proven hitters. And then you add a Bryson Stott. You add uh, Alex Baum is on the bench. Alex Bowman started a third last year, so for him to come off the bench – um, is it's good, and you have some good DH pieces that could that could play in a moment's notice. He has some good utility players. Um, the team is a good. I can't wait. It's it. Um, they're already saying that they're like the odds on favorite to win the NL East. Wow. And so I don't know, and you know how the oh NL East is with the Mets yeah. and the the Braves and the Nationals and us. It's always looking.
1: So tough, any team so can get league.
0: it, just like the just like the uh, the NFC East. Any yeah. any team in that division can win it. Can and
1: win it. I, I think the Phillies have a good chance. Like you said, I think we were definitely missing, you know, uh, the scoring, the dynamicism, the offense, all those things, and and they showed out. They open up the pocketbooks, and now they're going to be able to fuel the team that's going to be, you know, able to go toe to toe with you know some of these uh, some of these. Uh, premier uh, pitchers in the league, especially, you know, like you said, if don't have to only rely on Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper only to, to, to get us where we're going. The fact that it's amazing to me that the Phillies could be as bad as they were last season. And he won MVP, you know, that just kind of shows you, just how great of a individual player he is and how you cannot waste. You cannot waste. Bryce Harper and the Phillies are a prime example of why when Joel Embiid wins the MVP, the Sixers cannot waste his prime as well. You have to get the right pieces around them to make the deal worth it, make the player's so, effort worth it.
0: So true. So yeah. true. So true. Yeah.
1: And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Phillies. I'm, I haven't been excited about the Phillies in a very, very long time. It's basically ten, almost whew, more than ten years now at this point. Um, since 2010, actually, so twelve years. Haven't been this excited okay. about the Phillies in twelve years. Going to my first game. Okay, I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. And, and we're just having a, a great time. Um, I'm actually going to the game with that that person right there who's who joined us tonight just to say hello for the last game of the season um say hello to my 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 roommate um we're definitely gonna have a great time it's going to be uh an amazing an event and i'm just i'm just excited that it seems like okay i don't know what the what the flyers are doing Maybe they're back rebuilding. Yeah, it <laughs> they're back they, rebuilding. But but we we seem to have, you know, like the our soccer team has been playing pretty well.
0: They we, lost in the championship.
1: Right. They did, but they made it to the championship. They made it. And that's that's, that's big union. news there, okay? That's you know, that's, that's big news. Our The Phillies seem to be getting <laughs> back in shape. Um, the Eagles, they're constantly making moves. You know, you can never really count us out. Like you say, we're in the NFC East. So you never know what's gonna happen. They haven't had back back winner since two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Okay, yeah. Since time. we won it,
0: since, since we since we had it for the previous ten years,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they for did, they and us, it's nobody basically. Okay, it's yeah, us and the, no in the Cowboys, and I don't I don't count the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. we had to put a VHS um, tape in for that one
1: right exactly and 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 the sixers are are on their way they're they're getting there we're, I honestly think we're like a coach we're coaching a bench away we're coaching a bench away. um and and, and, and so a little bit more consistency so you know Philly sports have never been more prevalent have never hell we just had Philly's own Dawn Staley win. Okay, the national championship with South Carolina—that really yeah. just kind of tells you that that Philly is is here, where we are making moves. And and if you hate us, so what?
0: That's true. We, Shout out to Villanova too. Anyway. Shout yeah. out to Villanova for for getting to the final four. so unfortunate what, ha- fortunate what happened to Justin Moore, the forward. Um, yeah, he he would have been an, he would have been the piece to get them over the top. I think. I think Against so Kansas. Yeah. But can't can't. They did go what on and win.
1: So it is one of those things where you where if you had to lose, at least it was, you lost to the eventual winners. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That has been this episode of Three Birds and a Punt, episode 41. Please make sure you subscribe and download to the podcast. We're streaming on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. Join, follow us on Twitter and on YouTube, and on Instagram at Birds in a Punt. Hit that subscribe button, okay? And you can follow me personally at According to Athea, And you can follow my guy, John. Let him know, John.
0: You can follow me at John Monroe Jr. on Twitter.
1: John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys have a great night. Stay safe out there.
0: Have a great evening. Go Birds!
1: Go Birds!